Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. You know the thing about a podcast, the host's got lifeless eyes, dark eyes like a doll's eyes, and when they beg you to listen, hear their terrible high-pitched droning on and on about what's niche and what's normie. Next thing you know, their iPods turn red and they've ripped you to pieces. Here's the swimming with bow-legged women. Smile, you son of a bitch. You're going to need a bigger boat because the summer of fun starts with Jaws on Normies Like Us. You yell shark. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. You can do anything. I'm the chief of police. $10,000 for me by myself. You're going to need a bigger boat. It wasn't any coral reef. It wasn't Jack the Ripper. It was a shark. Smile, you son of a Welcome back to Normies Like Us. Da 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 da. Don't go into the podcast, folks. It's dangerous on this one. Like we said up top, it's the summer of fun. We're going to be talking about blockbusters. We got to start with the original. We're doing Jaws on Normies Like Us with your hosts. Um, I'll be, you know, I'm Colin, but I'm Brooksy, so I'll be Bruce Brooksy, I guess. All right, well, this is easy for me because I can just be Michael Brody, son of uh, Chief Brody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Chief Jody. How about that? <laughs> I'll be, really struggle uh, that one out. Mayor, Mayor Jacob, because the mayor's now, the true hero of the story. Now, Mayor right? Jacob, our, our you are wearing this. <laughs> your, your, um, your anvil we those suit. those summer dollars. Or, or, <laughs> yeah, so summer town. That incredible suit you're wearing. Uh, you have closed the beaches, Jacob, but it is open for podcast season. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's high tide. So, like you said, summer blockbuster, <laughs> first one ever. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk Jaws. I like sharks a lot. I'm, I was a shark kid. They're like the wolves of the sea, and wolves are my favorite land-based animal. Interesting. So, yeah. They are. Kind and of raptors are my favorite dinosaur, and they're the wolves of... Ancient times. I like, I would I agree like with raptors both of as those. well. Mike, you are both our shark kid and our dinosaur kid. Usually those are two separate kids, but you have combined both I feel like of there's them. a lot of overlap. Well, here's there. the thing. Sharks are dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> sort of. Well, now, if <laughs> the Meg is going to be involved, <laughs> we're going to talk megalodons here. I'll but take no, the job. The original. Uh, how about you guys? Jacob, do you like sharks? Shark week? Shark culture? Um. Yeah, sharks are cool. I mean, I you know... To be a little contrarian, I think orca whales are almost cooler than sharks because they're kind of under <laughs> underrated. Killy shark, killy whale. Bloodborne. Let me yeah. just uh, bloodborne. <laughs> no, Shamu orca is whales the real can hero be as dangerous Jaws. as sharks, and actually, orca whales are da- more more deadly than a lot of species of sh- like a lot of kinds of sharks. The and actually, ones. to walk back my metaphor, wolves are not really the sharks of the sea. That would be orca whales. Wolves are. A right. tiger would be a more apt. Sharks are generally solitary, like a tiger would be. So I apologize for making a yeah, wolves going animal packs. comparison. And well, as we learn too. in Jaws, um, this is a rogue shark. So maybe you know, sharks He's do go got back insane. Sometimes. He's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Some and do. The, the shark depends has on the species, insane. but yes, I'm not we're a talking scientist. great whites today. And okay, the, I'm no the Matt fish Hooper. variety. All right. Well, I don't want to hear about that. I want to keep hearing about Shark Week. Joe, do you like Shark Week? Do you like sharks? Are you a shark kid? I didn't know that was a term that we were throwing out here. But <laughs> oh, are you a shark? That's kid? a term. <laughs> no, I was not a shark kid, but I was a Spielberg kid. So yeah, I love Jaws and I love uh, Shark Week. Like I buy into all of that. I mean, it's one of those things where like. 
you're you're almost never gonna run into a shark, right? Like this is one of those like when you're a kid, you're really concerned mm-hmm. about shark attacks. Like that's something you'll encounter in the real world right. ever, but you don't. So uh, yeah, like romanticizing them and and having that that brutal attack on screen, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's basically Jaws that kicked off the shark attack hysteria because I feel like before that probably no one was really that scared of sharks because it, it's so rare that, that actually they attack humans. You're more likely to die from getting killed by a cow or something. Um, right. Colin, are you a shark boy or are you a lava girl? I like <laughs> Oh, God, Mike. I'm a lava girl. Um, I, I like what Hot-headed. Joe said. Um, the thoughts that I had as a kid were like quicksand, avalanche, yeah. <laughs> shark attack. And I, I would probably say in that order, and I just I don't care about sharks, I like the koalas of the sea, sea otters, <laughs> noble, <laughs> majestic animals. Um, sure. No, but just truly, I I don't have that open water fear that a lot of people talk about, but I do have a lot of nightmares that are based around pressure, I think, where I'm underwater and I just feel like there's darkness. I, I don't like sharks because of that. Mm. I did have a fear of open water growing up. I, For those who... Normans who don't know, you know, I grew up on a lake and um, we would go swimming and boating in the summertime and everything. And anytime I was just in the open water, I always had this irrational fear. And I was like, oh, something's going to grab me. Something's going to grab me, even though it's a you know, closed lake, you. freshwater lake. <laughs> yeah. But I was, for some reason, thought there was a giant shark in this freshwater lake. And it, it did scare me as a kid. But then I kind of just got over it. But I like how the one of us that grew up on a lake is afraid of open water. <laughs> like that's not a fear the rest of us have. <laughs> well, even when, as a kid, I knew it was an irrational fear. So I was in when I was in the water, I was like, I was just like actively trying to like push that fear down because like nothing's gonna get me. I'm in a freshwater lake, the biggest fish here, maybe like a foot long, you know. So there's nothing to be scared of. But you know, kids have irrational fears. So. Kids have irrational fears. Um, and like you said, this adds to it. Now, how early were you guys exposed? We heard the term Spielberg kid. Were you guys watching them? Is this your order? To me, it's like something about Jaws feels so fucking old. There's that 70s film where it is like Dirty Harry, uh, where it just has like a yellow grain to everything. And this too, even as a kid, I really thought this was a very old, dusty mm. movie. Uh, and I did not watch it young. I watched this for the first time in college. A friend of ours has a birthday on July 4th. He was obsessed with Spielberg, Jurassic right. Park, this movie. Oh, I got the remaster on Blu-ray, blah, 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 blah. Blew my mind. I loved it, but eh, I'm not a huge Jaws fan, guys. How about you guys, Jacob? Well, it is interesting to think that you know you th- this movie feels so old. I love the way it's shot and everything, but if you think about it, E.T. only came out a few years later. And E.T. feels much more of a modern film. Um, I definitely saw E.T. when I was a kid. I didn't see this movie like you until I think I was in college. So, um, but I I do like this film a lot. So we'll get into that. But yeah. I I guess uh, I'm the minority here. Um, Jaws was a staple of my childhood. We used to go to Point Pleasant, New Jersey every summer for a week. Um, My mom first saw this movie when she was on the or at the beach uh point pleasant when the book was actually based on uh loosely like 1916 uh shark attacks that happened around the point pleasant area so like wow. this movie always had a mystique to it 
uh, for me, I mean, I watched this movie in a beach house like every year as a child. Summertime, Joe? We talking? It's a cookout. Are you hitting the waves afterwards, like your mom, <laughs> and getting terrified? Yeah, my my mom went fishing the day after she saw this movie and was like terrified. Sure. <laughs> I appreciate the guts. You know, during Y two K when it was midnight, I was on the internet typing because they're not going to scare me. <laughs> I, I I like Joe though. I I grew up with this movie. I watched it when I was young, and I remember. I don't know why this was shown to me because it is pretty violent, but it's rated PG. I think they had different standards back then. Well, they actually didn't have gory. PG. That was before PG thirteen was actually invented, or not invented, right. but so it was a created. looser scale. Yeah, but I do remember like I was a shark kid. My favorite shark used to be a tiger shark. Now I like mako sharks. Those are the ones from Deep Blue Sea. But the Great Very White cute. is iconic. But I do remember getting disappointed when I learned that shark attacks are not that common. I was like, oh man, <laughs> like, disappointed. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what what kind of childhood I had. They were more traumatic. <laughs> You're for I the realized. shark. I mean, I it was, was. I was a fan of Jaws. It, it, it was a thing animal. in our childhoods. I mean, like think about like even James Bond movies. Like the idea of like, oh, the villains got a tank of of great whites. Or I'm pretty sure I've seen Batman wrestle a great well, white. Jaws is in James Bond too. <laughs> well, yeah. hold on. The guy with metal teeth, I gotta. But. If we're doing this now, I gotta get this stuff out because I'll ask you how <laughs> familiar were you with these actors. Uh, like I said, I considered a lot of them very no old, blah, 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 weirdos. But Robert Shaw, to me and my family and to super huge James Bond fans, Robert yeah. Shaw is in the in-between masterpiece James Bond movie. A lot of people go, Dr. No, well. it's the first one. That's awesome. And then the third one, Goldfinger, all the tropes, like Joe's saying, lasers, sharks in the water, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And of course, the weird connection that there will be a henchman named Jaws that people love before that. The original badass henchman that people loved was Robert Shaw in From Russia with Love. He plays the henchman Red, who's an assassin for Spectre. Um, and he's huge, muscly, you know, perfectly cut, blonde hair, speaks eloquently. So when I saw this movie in college and it's, I just remember thinking like, Robert Shaw is the fucking man. He can get it. Yeah, it really speaks to his acting ability because yeah, he's totally like even if you see him in talk show appearances or something like that, his normal he doesn't sound anything like that. You know, he's I think he's British, right? So he very different sounding, like very good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, I'm sick of standing out on the shore. I know we're talking about shark attacks happening frequently, <laughs> but I'm ready to dive in the deep end. And I say, you know, we'll go right in. You'll get the niche, the normie. The whole damn thing. Jaws. Armies like us. Alright, I got you here now to listen. Listen to our tale on this podcast, because we're going to be talking Jaws, as we said. We got into it a little bit. Uh, I said impressions about actors. We're going to be talking about that stuff. We're going to be talking about the movies. Um, Let's hear up top just what we did for the podcast. Jaws is a franchise. There's a bunch of them. Did you do the movies? Did you do the comics? Unfortunately. (laughs) Um, I'm going to make an argument that I'm going to bring up in my wrap-up here. But I'm probably going to state it right here, right now, guys. 
Jaws might be maybe the least normy thing that we have ever covered. And I would say because there's not a lot going on in the zeitgeist with it now, but it had a very interesting full shelf life, right? Um, I watched the first movie. I didn't see the second. I haven't rewatched the third one either. I've seen that one before. I've never seen the fourth. I love the how did this get made about how bad the fourth one is. Uh, I've watched the videos about the the video game and how notoriously weird that is. I watched Piranha, where in the first scene she's playing a Jaws arcade stand-up game and that she's just playing a very obvious parody of Jaws 2. So it's it's there. It's in the zeitgeist. But again, I might be arguing that it's so fucking old. But how about you guys? What did you do? Yeah, I would say it is old. But if you think about it, when it came out, it was very normy because obviously it was the you know biggest grossing movie of all time at that point. Um, and then when Jaws 2 came out, it was the, it was the highest grossing sequel of all time until um, I think Aliens broke that record or something. So while now, yeah, it's not as much in the zeitgeist, but still everybody knows Jaws. Everybody knows the theme song. Um, so I'd say it's still very much in, pu- in people's minds. All the lyrics. We're not yeah. living into that Back to the Future <laughs> where a 3D Jaws is eating me, though, Jacob. You know, it's not coming. This down. time is really, like, really personal. Me. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I am. If you think about it, I'm kind of surprised they ha- no one's remade it yet. I mean, there obviously there's been a bunch of shark movies since then, um, but yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's a, a whole topic to get into. Is is Jaws being remade? But we should save that for a little bit later. Um, yeah, yeah. To, to to prep for the podcast, I put it as a win in HBO's column. All four are on the streaming uh, service HBO Max, so I watched all four on there and had a fucking blast. I mean, that was my weekend, so I'm really excited to talk about these movies. Joe's the reason we're gonna get a Jaws series announced on HBO Max here in like a week. <laughs> They are watching these Jaws movies. (laughs) Me and Joe are more similar than I realized, even though he's not maybe a shark kid. Uh, I also watched all four on the HBO Max. Like, that's a big win for them. And then I also watched Deep Blue Sea because I could not get enough sharks. (laughs) I had a whole shark week, I swear to God. Did you watch The Meg, though? No, I didn't take the job. I watched The the Meg. Meg. You gotta oh, watch wow. the Meg is great. Deep Blue Sea is great. Um, so I, we'll get into the influence of Jaws and those kind of. We'll touch on those later. But yeah, that's hilarious. I'll also add that I watched Jaws um, a few nights ago, and then the next night I watched Jaws two. Um, was not as entertained by Jaws two, and then three and four, I was like, eh, I could watch those, or I could just like watch some YouTube not. recaps. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. So I know everything that happens plot wise in three and four, but. I did not watch this, but HBO Max, well, great had, job, Jaws and Jaws 2. Yeah, I had never seen Jaws 2 growing up. I, I remember I having VHS tapes. I saw Jaws 1, Jaws 3, and Jaws the Revenge. I remember seeing those in my youth. Oh, hold on, guys. I also am that way. I have still not seen Jaws 2. And like I said, Phantom number 4, have not <laughs> seen it. Lo- 3 is my favorite. Do you guys have another franchise where it's like, no, I, I, I think Army of Darkness, we kind of <laughs> talked about it, Joe, where it was like, no, nah, jump around, do whatever you want. But I love well, that Jaws kind of has that too, yeah. Because I think Jaws 2 is the most most faithful to Jaws. You know, they bring it Roy is. Scheider back. Yeah, Jaws Two is the the Halloween Two of this franchise, where it essentially picks up right where the first one left off, and then the right. other two are just like batshit and and totally go their own way. But they all well, have the right. Brody sons played by different actors in three and four. But that's the kind of connective tissue. But they do bring Roy Scheider back. They bring John Williams back for Jaws Two. So there's some continuity there, but it's just not as good as Jaws. But 
So going back, we got your prep for it. Robert Shaw, um, and, and you just said him, um, Roy Scheider, Richard Dreyfus, Richard all Dreyfuss. three R names. Who, who were these guys to you guys growing up? Were they anybody? They were the Jaws. They were not they the shark. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws guys. They all were not Jaws. That's the Jaws what they guys. were to me. <laughs> Yeah, you know Richard Dreyfus has been in some stuff. You know, um, Close Encounters of a Third Kind, another Spielberg movie. After that, so, but Roy Scheider, I can't really say I know him from anything else other than Jaws. The Bob Fosse connection, I was very loose on. I understand mm. that all that uh, jazz, he, all that jazz. He won the Academy Award. Very lauded, um, but I did not watch that mini series on FX till much later. So again, these are actors that are interesting. They were the men of their time. Something about. Getting them all in that boat, guys. Let's talk about it. Let's talk oh, about love the it. making of this movie. Everybody's <laughs> drinking. We're having fun. It's getting wild. These are men making a movie. That's what I was going to say. This is a real guys being dudes kind of movie. You know? <laughs> guys being I, dudes. I think what makes, part of what makes it so great is the just the dynamic between the three main characters, right? You know, Quint, Brody, Hooper. Just guys being dudes, drinking, showing off their scars, singing songs. What's better than that? Well, and that mentality, um, that mentality goes so much further than just like the characters in the movies. I mean, that's kind of how the movie was made itself. We talked about it in Star Wars, kind of the revolutionary time period here of like the birth of Mm -hmm. blockbusters. And I think the attitude of Jaws has so much to do with that. Yeah. And I mean, this is a movie too that was like, all right, yeah, let's use a giant shark puppet in the water. It's going to be a pain in the ass. They were supposed to take three months. It ended up taking seven months to even film the thing. Right. You know, studio was pissed, but by the time it came out, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it went um, over budget, over schedule. Yeah. Yep. And for the normies who maybe haven't seen Jaws because this is a, an old movie, essentially, there's a small town of Amity. Roy Schneider is the, you know, police chief, chief of police. Who hates water. Yeah, the old... Yeah, he's scared of water. You have the surly sea captain who wants to hunt the shark that's attacking people. And then you have an oceanics, you know, a well-educated sharks expert, a marine biologist. in Hooper, And that's kind of our team. And they try to hunt down the shark, and that's your movie. They hunt down a giant mechanical shark named Bruce. Uh, Mike brought up the issues with it in production. Now, with our 2020 lenses, guys, how did that shark look in the movie when you rewatched Jaws? I thought it held up pretty well. Incredible. It looks great. Yeah. Um, I think it looks not so better much, than but... the sharks. And, yeah, it yeah. looks better than the sequel sharks. Hold on. Then a 3D projected shark that just explodes <laughs> in the third yeah. one. You think it looks better than... But sir, even that, two, where it, it's still pretty realistic, like it looks better in Jaws than in Jaws 2. But there actually. is a type of paint, that type of paint, that shark belly white that they literally say that that original Bruce looks like. Where And I know he, we'll talk about the doll's eyes, the soulless eyes, but they just fucking nail it. Yeah. Well, it's just the idea of the shark as this soulless killing machine. And yeah, those dead eyes. Nails it. You're right. Yeah, it's awesome. And what I like about those three characters is like they kind of represent like different aspects of like the human psyche or the human being. Like you have the heart, the body, and the mind, right? Or so, the id, the, su- the super ego, and the ego. I don't know if I would go... Well, maybe. I, the, the heart, the body, and the mind, I think, fits here because... The heart or the soul is Brody. He's justice. He's literal Fire, justice of the island. Wind, the body, earth, yeah. Water. Oh, sorry. Exactly. I thought we were summoning somebody else, Mike. <laughs> no, that's that's how we summon the Jaws revenge shark with voodoo. Uh, but yeah, then Hooper's the mind because he's well educated, and then uh, Quint is the the body. He's just a seaman who was a so- soldier, right? Right. And together, if those three things work in harmony, you can defeat a greater foe than otherwise you could. 
That's I great. Think it's I love pretty that. Pretty rad. I don't know, but then Jaws two is just like, eh, let's make it Jason Voorhees, but it's a shark. Yeah, <laughs> a beautiful, teenagers. soulful thing. Mike just said, "Fucking put it in the trash, baby." Well, that's the thing. That's the the yeah. biggest decline from Jaws to Jaws two is that what makes this great is the dynamic between those three well developed characters, right? Then in mm-hmm. Jaws 2, you get Brody, his wife, and a bunch of annoying teenagers that you don't who care about. Who just want to go sailing. <laughs> All they yeah, want to do is actively sail. wishing for them to die. But um. I would say the greatest dynamic of the Jaws franchise is the actors' paychecks. Because Roy Scheider, when he came back for that <laughs> second one, said he made more money than he had ever made or been paid before for an acting performance. And right. that's the reason he came back. And famously, I don't know if you guys know this story, but Michael Caine in Jaws for the Return. Oh, yeah. He has the quote where Mm -hmm. people say, you know, for all accounts, I've been in some pretty good movies. I've also been in some bad ones. I haven't seen those, but I have seen the house that they've built, and it's stupendous. Right, (laughs) right. That attitude going into these films, too. Like we said, there is sort of a jovial nature to Jaws, even though it is this killing machine thing. I would point out, uh, I think part of that comes from the daylight aspect of it. How many other action horror films do you see where the climax is in full light? Right. Yeah, it's pretty rare. I'm point. trying to think of another example. I mean, maybe like Jeepers Creepers has a couple sequences in the daylight. Did Mike's but bringing not a up ton. Jeepers Creepers. I fucking love it. <laughs> a, so, a, is this you know. the only Spielberg horror film? You know, Poltergeist. They say he ghost directed, and then what would you say? War of the Jurassic Worlds. Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Probably I would put the Jurassic most Park in the same category. In that movie here. happens at nighttime. They're pretty similar, but I think, honestly, like, so Jaws 1 is, like, a classic, and it has those well-defined characters. Then you have just Roy Schneider and Annoying Teenagers. Then we have SeaWorld, Jaws Attack SeaWorld, which is basically Jurassic Park before Jurassic Park. Yeah, right. executed terribly. Um, and then you get Jaws the Revenge, which is... This time it's personal. For a large part, absolutely horrible <laughs> about Jaws getting revenge on all the Brodies. J- Jaws Revenge is the one I'm probably the most excited to talk about because it's the most <laughs> bizarre. Where it's like, it's finally just yeah. like, forget it. It's a supernatural entity who has like beef with this family and he's going to eat them all. <laughs> Leave us alone. He's literally Jason Voorhees now. Well, it's yeah. amazing. I'm, I'm they pretty- bring back the wife, Ellen Brody, just to... You know, being that, and then they kill off Sean Brody in the very beginning of that movie. <laughs> That's like the Scream. I mean, it's a fake out. Like you think he's going to be the main character, and then he gets eaten right away. That's Drew Barrymore in Scream. Love that. Yeah. Right. Well, that's uh, you know, like Psycho too. Yeah. Um, and also, so the thing with Jaws: The Revenge is, I don't want to put too much time on it, but there's two sharks in that movie. The other one being Michael Caine trying to shark Brody's widow. Hey. <laughs> uh, hey. Oh, Mike. Oh. But to be to to that movie's credit it one of the best sequences in any jaws movie is when michael is swimming through the sunken ship away from jaws and it's like this claustrophobic chase scene i think that's one of the coolest scenes and like that's what deep blue sea was for the whole movie look we could talk about the jaws movies in reverse because now i'm fully in on jaws the revenge uh (laughs) (laughs) that movie takes place inside a jaws movie um, I'm pretty sure there's a moment where like Mario von Peebles is is like singing the Jaws theme song, mocking everybody in the background before he is, like I he swear. gets attacked. Yes. It's it's insane. Right. Also, it's a and Christmas a movie because it's set it in winter, unlike the rest of them are set in summer. 
Now, did you guys know the trivia National Lampoon almost took over the property by this point, and it was going to be National Lampoon's Jaws for People Zero? Nice. Oh, I that love that. I wish. I mean, I still, we can see that. I think that would have been. You could still make it, guys. Honestly, the thing well, that, it, yeah, that, you know, I, I used yeah, to think about this movie in terms of like. Uh, you know, movies you cannot remake, Citizen Kane, Jaws. I was like, who's going to touch Jaws? Then I rewatched all the sequels in a row, and it's like, oh, this movie is not some holy property. You could remake Jaws tomorrow because they made all of those sequels. I still think Jaws 1 is. I think the sequels, you know, Jaws 1 is still a great movie and a classic, I think. it's The, the sequels don't bring it down for me. The reverence is deserved. I'm with Jacob. It was 100% praised. But Joe is feeding into my point of the reason that they're not touching this thing and maybe it's not so normy is the every five years when somebody goes, well, I can one-up that. I, I'm I'm going to make Meg. And Meg's going to be the biggest movie ever. Um, and Meg did kind of okay. And people kind right. of got reminded about creature features. And Every once in a while when those shark movies come along, they go... Well, fuck, we're sitting on the greatest title of all time, just for an IP, Jaws, a shark movie called Jaws. And we just, we got to hang back until the time's right. I think that's like, I, I do admire like the restraint on that because they could just trash it. The sequels already did. But, you know, it's fitting that Jaws being the first major blockbuster is also the first franchise to get ruined by shitty sequels. Like, <laughs> right. Or one of the first, you know what I'm saying? But so Jaws Infinity Gauntlet, that's my least yeah. favorite one, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Because if you, if you think about it, in the 70s, sequels were not a normal thing, you know. But because Jaws was such a huge hit, they're like, we got to make Jaws 2. Spielberg's like, no, nah, no way. I'm not, I'm not directing that shit. So they got, you know... Some no names. There's a bunch of trouble on set as well. They bring Rich. They bring um, you know Roy Scheider back, who who also didn't want to do it, but he had actually had a contract obligation where they kind of he was forced to do it. Um, but then once he was like, all right, I'm going to do it. He, he you know wanted to give it his all and everything. But um, so it's interesting because it kind of you know not only did it kick off the summer blockbuster, it also kicked off the idea of just making a shit ton of sequels, trying to capitalize on the name name of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and on that note, too, by the time you get to Jaws 3, Sequel it's bait. literally the the production designer of Jaws who had never directed a movie before or after. Like, that's Right. It. Yeah. But here's what I want to say about Jaws 1, if I can, really quick. Jump um, on. Yeah, I think, it. like, it's important. Yeah, just to give my impression, not to be hyperbolic, but I actually think Jaws is a perfect movie. And by that, I mean wow. it's the perfect version of itself like it's the best version of the kind of movie that it is if that makes sense yeah and it has the probably in my opinion the best use of the hitchcock vertigo hitchcock vertigo zoom. yes like that scene alone is like such a master class yes. in building tension oh and actually God, it's very hitchcockian in, in another way right mike because you know a big problem you know obviously they had problems with the uh uh prop of the shark so they had were forced to use it less than they normally do or they want uh, sorry they you, normally you know so they wanted to yes so in that way it's also hitchcocking because it it um you know makes it actually, the suspense is created from the imagination right the the audience will yeah. think of something scary so instead of seeing the shark you know every five minutes or in the beginning or anything we don't see it. We just see, we see the suggestion of it. We see the we hear the score, which you know comes to represent the shark. 
Um, and yeah, we, you know, we see people splashing in the waves. We don't actually see the shark. We see glimpses of it, but not until that big reveal on the boat do we see the full shark. Yeah, and you almost like got to think that Sam Raimi took you know that POV shot and used that in his work too because that's super iconic. If we can't show the shark, we'll show its eyes and its point of view. Right. Um, and that's really effective. And Spielberg would go on then to be like, shit, okay, I know I can do a movie with a monster that I don't show very much. Let's do that with dinosaurs like 20-some years later. And the same rules apply to Jurassic Park. Right. Where there's only like 11 minutes of dinos and there's only like five minutes of shark maybe in this right he's we're putting him next to hitchcock right i mean he is the boy genius at this time oh yeah a a million years ago i'll I'll turn all of you guys onto this found a youtube clip that he shared with me i think it was like the anniversary of when it came out or something it's the opening weekend where he's about to be given the box office receipts and report of the first weekend of jaws where it's about to be the biggest smash it of all time He's sitting at a stand-up arcade. He's playing like Centipede or Space Invaders or something. He's just going on and on. He's just like the nerdiest kid that ever exists. Yeah, it's like this. And here's the reason that I did this. And yeah, it's really interesting about the film stock and the type of camera that we use. Oh, watch this. And he's just like playing this game. And he's he's got full Coke cans next to him and stuff. Try to fucking find it, man. He's just a character. He's the wonder kid. That's amazing. But that's, you know. He's like 27 I'm pretty sure it's in the. Yeah, super young. I'm pretty sure it's in the Raging kid. And that's... Doc. Ooh, okay. Oh. But yeah, so that's why, you know, I think Jaws is a masterpiece. And here's another story for you, Colin, that I think is pretty interesting that shows you Spielberg's, you know, dedication and just obsessiveness about his films. Um, so the scene where Hooper um, dives down, they're investigating the wreck of the boat of the fisherman, and he finds the body with the missing eye and everything. That mm-hmm. great jump scare where, where the body comes out, scares Hooper. That Yeah, classic. Yeah, um, that was filmed after the rest of the shoot. Um, the studio didn't want to pay for it, but Spielberg was like, I need one more jump scare. I need one more scream in my movie. Whoa. So he spent like 3000 bucks of his own money, and they filmed that in a pool um, just ah. to get that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. How do you know? Because that is so perfectly timed. How do you know? Oh, and then the way he edited it is they actually – did like a ton of different takes of that and then they like tested it just to get the ultimate like timing and reaction down to make it the scariest possible so i mean that's dedication you know and you can really tell i mean jaws 2 has the same location same actors everything <laughs> and you can definitely tell which one's directed by what do we just put a know, coat of paint on this <laughs> yeah which of these movies is directed by a freaking genius yeah. and which is not. So that's what I mean when I say it's a perfect movie. It's the best version of itself. Every shot is great. Even the mundane shots are so well framed. Um, when the three characters on There's the There's that one take on the on the ferry. There's a long one take yeah. when the, the mayor's saying, hey, keep the beaches open. It wasn't a shark. It was a boat propeller that hit her. You know, come right. on. And you're like, that's all one take. And that's awesome. Yeah, too. there's the Hitchcock vertigo. Brody on the beach. Classic. The and then the shark pull. reveal. He backs up into the cabin like, you're going to need a bigger boat. Ah, so, you know, so iconic. I uh, I don't like the taste of wine at all, but that scene where he has Richard Dreyfus over for the family dinner and <laughs> oh, they're drinking wine and he has glass. the tall boy glass of it, Jacob, and it's oh, all the yeah. way to the top. It's like he's sipping root beer. He is slugging that thing down. I was like, yeah, I'd drink that wine. He looks like he's having a great time. Yeah. I've been enjoying drinking in this Tales of Jaws. Let's go ahead and take a quick break and come back. We'll be talking more Jaws right after Leos. Normies like us. You pour me some of that wine, Colin. 
me steal your plate. We're back, we're chumming the waters, and we're chumming it up with our pals like we're sitting on a boat, like Richard Dreyfuss, Roy Scheider, and uh, the other guy. What's his name? Anyway. Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw, that's right. I don't get you shocked. Uh, Jacob, you made a really good point about how it's a near-perfect movie. It's like the best version of itself. And, you know, I want to get everyone else's thoughts on Jaws 1, because it is kind of a masterpiece. Joe, what do you think about, you know, general collective big-picture look at Jaws? Um, I mean, I really think Jacob nailed it on the head. It is the perfect version of that movie, and that's why we've seen it recreated so many times. Colin had said, like, you know, it's it's not really relevant. It's not in the zeitgeist as much anymore, but obviously its influences still are. And I would say living in the age of corona, the message of the movie kind of has made a comeback. Like, now is kind of the perfect time for a new Jaws because you have people ignoring obvious warning signs and just going to the beach and having fun and meanwhile there is this unseen monster that uh is is a huge risk and a huge danger for us so thematically i think it offers a lot and that makes it even more special on top of being a crazy great shark movie that's a good point Joe. yeah that makes a lot of sense because it's like florida like ah now we need these beaches open it's spring (laughs) break this is our economy look at what happened and also, you know, uh, tellingly enough, in, in the second movie, Roy Schneider, who is a police chief, loses his job by discharging his firearm in public unnecessarily, <laughs> which is oh, <laughs> like topical. I don't know. That's true as well. <laughs> chief no, Brody Joe's got too nervous. To, he said no restraint. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. He I did mean, almost shoot is, that It's kid. a perfect time. Yeah. Um, consequences. One thing I did want to say about oh, Jaws yeah, 2 oh. before we move on to the sequels I want to hear Colin's oh, yeah, thoughts. Jaws yeah. as well or Jaws 2? Jaws as well. <laughs> you know um, I'm saying I want to hear it. I said it's a perfect movie. I think there's one flaw, and that's there's a bizarre edit where, I don't know if you guys oh. remember what I'm talking about. Brody is like in the middle of speaking, and then it just cuts away or like fades, and then it's like... Fades yeah, out, yeah. it's a yeah. super weird edit when they're on the boat. But other than that, perfect movie. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I, I would why. say... It's like literally... Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking about things I like about it. I like that it's a movie. This might be too on the nose, but you set it up top, Jacob. I like that it is a movie where a protagonist has a fear. Now, the fact that it directly correlates with what the film is about, that's old narrative hat. It's like it has to. But that he is tangibly terrified of the water the entire time and that he has has to to confront it. It's yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome. How many other movies? Well, you know, Thor 2 starts where Thor's like, I'm scared of fire. Like, no, that doesn't (laughs) fucking happen anymore. Nobody goes through catharsis. And to actually see Chief Brody face shit, like, come on. It does beg the question why a police chief who's afraid of water would take a job on an island. But <laughs> in fucking Cape Cod, like fucking right on the rocks. Yeah. But yeah no, it's right. great. All three of those characters are so well defined and developed. And that's part of what makes it great. And what I think is, yeah. And besides my, my super, you know, intellectual metaphor, you uh, Harvard types, <laughs> you high intellectuals never know enough to know when you're wrong. Um, I don't need this working class hero shit. 
Yeah, right. But it's cool because you have the guy who fucking hates sharks because they killed 600 of his homies. You have the guy who loves sharks because he's a marine biologist nerd. And then a guy who's scared of the water. Like they're all coming from their own right. place. And like when that, that dynamic is what is not in any of the sequels. And that is what really holds the first film together. It's, they're the glue, that, that core Absolutely. Cast. And when it's just on the boat with them, yep. the last hour of the movie, perfection. Just let it ride, baby. Let it ride. <laughs> Chef kiss. When, when you're not seeing the shark, the humans are enough. Yeah. Shout out to podcaster Howard Kramer and stand-up comedian. He does a special event every year. Jaws is his favorite film. He does Jaws in real time. It is five days split up. Every time a day changes, you turn the movie off. So sometimes oh. it's like five minutes. Sometimes it's like a 30-minute scene, and you get like a chunk right. of the movie. That's interesting. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Bite-sized pieces of Jaws. Shark but, bites. Uh, you guys remember those? You guys fucking remember? Fucking, let's hold on. Let's just yeah. do. Let's run out some shark stuff from the '90s because it's kind of hard not to be a shark boys. I was going to Jungle Gyms and saying, "Mom, buy me shark bites." I was going to KB Toys mm-hmm. and saying, "Dad, buy me a uh, fucking street sharks." Street shark. Street sharks. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, what else? Did you guys have one of those weird blue baby sharks in like a jar that were sort of like the do, lava do, lamps do, do, of their do, do. day? Like in like an actual baby shark yeah. in a glass tube, they're like only weirdos. Yeah, had truly, that only weirdos had. Yeah, we I had did one. have one in formaldehyde. Yeah, I had one of no, those. I, I had a, the growing shark that you put in water and expand. The nineties were weird. I had a paperweight. There was a scorpion preserved in like amber. That's kind of. Is that is that um was it Xander's? Well, I heard they made all I the was dinosaurs a scorpion from kid. Scorpion. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Fucking, you were the scorpion king. It turns out. I like animals that killed other animals. I don't know why. But yeah, the shark gummies, that was a big 90s thing. Yeah, Street true. sharks was it. But I think weird that weird that sharks were relevant in the 90s, probably because of what Jaws did in the 70s. Yeah. You know, kids love sharks. The ripple effect. Kids love dinosaurs. Kids love sharks. They love these animals. Have you guys done the ride, speaking of the first movie? Have you gone to Universal? And yes. I have, yes. I have, and I have as well. The guy does the improv. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll just yeah, say, it's so old at this point. I don't know. Did they like tear it down? Is it still there? They did tear it down. No, it is I think it's gone there. now. Oh, is it? Really? It's gone? It's gone, but the shark is still hanging up in a little oh. area. Yeah. Florida. I went gone. to Universal... Yeah. They just take no, a photo. Joe, he's, he's in the bay. They just release him into the <laughs> Universal Studios water. He's fully autonomous at this point. So when I was, I want to say 12 or 13. I mean, I remember begging to go on that ride. Yeah. You weren't allowed? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I went on it. But like it was, it was, it took convincing. Which is crazy because it's so old fashioned. Like, I don't know how anyone would be scared by it. Um, I was scared of it. I was really scared, scared of, of it. it. Yeah, because like, well, you get trapped yeah, in the boathouse, and like, you can't. The, like, like, why are we just sitting here? Drive out of the boathouse, you idiot! Right, the sharks outside. <laughs> I was terrified. I mean, I was like six. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, you know, growing up in Ohio, I took a trip out west with my family when I was like twelve or thirteen, and we went to Universal. And I remember going on these classic rides: the King Kong one, um, Earthquake. Earth, the Twister one. Twister? Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. And it, Back to the Future, you know, which is no longer a thing either. I did the Star Trek experience. I got to ha- get yelled at by Sulu. Oh. oh. So, yeah, it's crazy. These old these old Universal rides. Kind of sad that some of them are no longer around. Yeah, but they shoot the shark with a grenade launcher. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> right. And then his charred face comes up. But, yeah, the ride. Did I you guys... 
This was my first time rewatching it, so it really hit me this time. Did you guys um, really laugh when Richard Dreyfus is is dragging the the canisters? He's like, "Hey, hey, watch out! This thing's gonna explode!" You know? I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah!" Right. right. <laughs> and the camera holds on it too, and they walk out of the room. It just sits. I'm like, "I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna before. explode." Yep. I was one smiling son of a bitch when I saw that scene. <laughs> that was great, but, but also those canisters kind of caused Quint to die, right? Because he like hurts his hand on the canister, which causes him to slip down. He was down. obsessed, Jacob. He had to give in to the shark madness, of course. Yeah. That is the lesson of the film. Much like I mean, him Ahab. smashing the radio, like, why did he do that? Because <laughs> he's a maniac. <laughs> yeah. That, I forgot about the shark cage scene uh, with Hooper. Like, I, I just... Totally oh, blanked yeah. on that. So when I rewatched this, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Well, I have a story you know, about that too. Um yeah. so the Yeah, um the so the that shark cage scene, the reason why it's in the movie is because so a lot of the shark footage that they used where they needed a real shark was shot by this couple who were like shark scientists, and they oh. actually had an incident where a shark attacked their cage. Um, while it was empty, thankfully, oh, no. no one was actually in it. Um, okay. So they got all that on film. So Spielberg's like, yeah, we really want to use this shot of the shark attacking a shark cage. So they you know, put that scene specifically in the movie so they could use the, that footage. Um, and I think engineer. originally Hooper was going to die in it, but then they changed it so that he escapes. Yeah, he was uh, originally going to die in that. And also there was originally a subplot where he was having an affair with Brody's wife. And both of those got scrapped before the movie. Right, that was in the book, I think. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Hooper dies in the book. Joe's exa- totally right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I didn't he read has the book, but I watched Cliff Notes. Yeah. yeah. Everyone sucks in the book. Like everyone's like <laughs> unlikable, from what I understand. Like, have you guys read it? No. 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 But I hear there's like it's a little I've dated. Not been like reading. there's some mild. Not been reading. <laughs> yeah, it's no, very is, different. You know, Spielberg changed a lot for the movie. Yeah, there's some like coded racism in it a little bit, some sexism, mm. some not so great stuff, infidelity, obviously. And all the characters are kind of just a little bit shitty. And there's like a mafia subplot, which is why the mayor needs to open the beaches because he owes the mob money. <laughs> Interesting. So, Interesting. It's one of those cases where the movie is better than the book, is what a lot of people yeah. who have read it uh, say. So, right. Yeah. So that if you um, want to watch an alternate universe where your favorite characters are unlikable, just read the book. Right. Joe, if you were going to remake it, though, you could uh, take elements from that, right? Like, because that's more feeding into the the political state we're in right now. We're like Trump and Russia and the mob and the mayor. Uh, like, yeah. I could see all of that, that might be the trick. If Joe, you were going to remake it, do you it. do it uh, to the T of the book? Do you do a direct adaptation? Because I'm telling you, you got the name. You call it Jaws. You don't do a gritty reboot. Fear, well, my big fear is that it's something called Jaws colon Bruce or something like that. And they're like, you always wondered how he was born or why he went crazy. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 I didn't. I'm going to get you, Murray. <laughs> I would just, if that Murray. shark was coming at me, I would say, Martha. And then his name is Bruce. And I think that would work. <laughs> yeah, that would it would, yeah. In a dark, gritty reboot, it certainly would. Jaws. Yeah. Would you guys be able to make the shot into the shark's mouth to blow it up? <laughs> no, I'm Spile, terrible you shot. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it doesn't but, say bitch uh, though. It says son of explosion. Oh, son of a yeah. Smile, you yeah. son of a. Which then, um, his wife has flashbacks to that scene in the fourth one that she was not present for. She was not aware <laughs> oh. of it. 
Yeah, Joe, because on, the fourth right. one takes place inside a Jaws movie. That movie takes place inside the, the like the mythos that Jaws existed, and everyone knows she sees flashbacks for scenes she wasn't right. there. Mario von Peebles is like da 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 da. I'm just kidding, man. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh no, you're not. This is a movie. Like you're in the movie. That's, <laughs> like, right. That's a score from the first movie. How do you know that song? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The other thing yeah. I don't like about the fourth is just the premise that they, they kind of ruin the character of Brody because they say, oh, he died of fear of sharks. It's like he killed <laughs> two sharks single-handedly. Attack, but I know, I know right. it was fear that killed him. <laughs> like, if yeah. anyone shouldn't be afraid of sharks went around anymore. telling people what she knew I died of. No, it was a brain tumor. I did not die because I was emasculated, blah, blah, blah. Right. Brody is like the, the ultimate shark, was gonna, like, shark break hunter. into his room. Like, like he's locking the door yeah. thinking the shark's going to like break <laughs> oh, in here. in the middle of the night and push yeah. over his TV. Brody has single-handedly put down two great white sharks. And you're saying he died of fear. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, after the well, shocking think... ending of Jaws 2. <laughs> look, look, Jaws is a masterpiece, right? But the franchise is ridiculous. And I think it's best enjoyed if you do buy into the rules of Jaws 4, where this is one shark that somehow doesn't die and it just comes back nonstop. <laughs> uh, but I need him to have cyborg parts then. I need I need the fifth one to be <laughs> yeah. half of a metal face. <laughs> no, we, yeah, we need to do the Jason thing, like Jaws in space, you know, somehow Palpatine <laughs> right. is alive. Every Jaws sequel is basically Rise of Skywalker. Just They're ridiculous and they're all great because they're ridiculous. Uh, you know what? I just realized we're hitting Sharknado territory. <laughs> Right, well, and that's probably that's why there true. is no sequel, because sharks are a little campy. I don't yeah. Know. I wouldn't say they're all the same shark. I would say, personally, I think they're all related. So, like, the, the shark in Shark lineage. 2 is, like, the brother <laughs> of Shark 1. <laughs> yeah. It's like Highlander. There can only be one. On. Yeah. yeah. So, that's why the shark in Shark 4 is, like out for revenge because all its family members have been killed by the Brody family. So it's like, well, and the like Brody what it fucking swims from, you know, the, the United States all the way down to the Bahamas. And they're like, I love how they make the point over and over again to be like, this shark should not be here. This does not make sense. Just so everybody yeah, understands water. that this <laughs> movie this doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then there's shark, right. shark, you know, Jaws 3d, which doesn't fit in the continuity of any of the other ones. Um, because Shark f- Jaws Four basically does away with everything that happens Shark in Jaws Four. 3D. <laughs> Shark Four right, is Shark, Shark One. And the Shark One is the best. <laughs> <laughs> but Jaws 3D, like, has Den- has anyone ever looked as cool as Dennis Quaid does hopping on a jet ski to get from one part of the park to another? I mean, he just like skates Bro. on that thing. Dennis Quaid has got serious Han Solo vibes in that movie. He Mike, is so really fucking cool. Mike, there was a time where yeah. Dennis Quaid did these low-budget sci-fi films, Enemy Mine, Inner Space, Dreamscape, where to me, and I, this was not another one where I watched as a kid, but I saw much later, where when I watched again, I went, oh, there's that nostalgia I wanted. There's Dennis Quaid running around with that thick head of hair, fucking sharks being projected <laughs> behind him. He's zipping away. I fucking love Jaws 3D. Here's, here's, yeah, Jaws 3D is my favorite of the sequels because it has, like, it has the most camp and the least, like, boring shit happening. Because Jaws 2, there's a lot of boring teenager stuff. They're drinking Coca-Colas right in front of the camera. It's stupid, (laughs) right? 
And then Jaws the Revenge has like a couple cool sequences, but then there's just a lot of bullshit. But Jaws 3 is just camp. There's dolphins. There's bad effects. <laughs> like it is the most right. so bad it's good Jaws movie. A lot of 3D, you know, accentuating the 3D. <laughs> I would say Shark, you know, Jaws 2 Shark is the most two. competently made Shark sequel, two. but also Ooh. very boring. So I we think, don't yeah. want that here. We want 3D, baby. Yeah, it's so boring. I think... Um, Jaws 3D reminds me of like, did you guys ever go see an IMAX movie before movies were just made in IMAX where it would be like, oh, this is yes, a special the weird movie IMAX, the IMAX documentary theater. series. Of, yeah, yes. or like there was like one haunted house one and they were always like terrible low budget ones just to like show off the technology. Rewatching Jaws 3D, it's like, oh yeah, this was a 3D movie. Like it really right. feels like that. It does have my favorite premise of the sequels, though, because it is like Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, I agree. The idea of like an underworld uh, sea The heightening world. of SeaWorld is genius, Joe. It is. That is yeah. a plot contrivance that is like, well, of course Jaws should attack SeaWorld. Now I'm thinking, fucking Mike just brought up those dolphins again where I'm thinking. Now I'm like, Jaws 5 needs to be him going up against a rival. It needs to be like... Hey, I'm a trainer at the Sea World, and you know we take care of Big Orca. He's our, in fact, he's smart, you know, or he follows commands or some Big Orca. It's Jaws, get it! Really, <laughs> it's like Jaws. a showdown right. in the end. It needs to be Godzilla right. style, baby. No, I, I yeah. got it. I got it. It's it's a Free Willy sequel and a Jaws sequel. It's Willy versus <laughs> oh, Jaws. Blind. Right, but the thing is, Jaws Four does away with everything that happens in Jaws 3D. You know, Michael and Sean are doing completely different things with completely different, even significant others and everything. So. so so, you're telling me that because that is out of the continuity that I could reboot Jaws 3D and it would be in the continuity? <laughs> here's, yeah. Here's my it's issue. It's the Superman Returns. that become the... Um, with Free Willy? Well, exactly. Or even Martha. becomes the, the Halloween, the David Gordon Green, where it's like, no, yeah. I like the first one and I like mine. <laughs> I like this one. Are we going to start <laughs> right. picking and choosing? It's like, no, no, no. Jaws 3D does count. <laughs> yep. Does Jaws 3D and Piranha 3D are in the same universe universe but none of the other ones that would oh that's right. cool well, and the other thing i appreciate about jaws 3d is dennis quaid does look like an older version of michael in the second one yes and, mm-hmm. and then they you know replace his actor again in four but and replace his wife it's completely different like well it's right interest. right yeah. and they, he it's has a, a totally different job as well situation. <laughs> yeah they're fucking switching those kids out <laughs> And but yeah, three is the best sequel. I'd say normies watch three yeah. if you're going to watch any of these sequels. Two and then if your is totally skippable. Still oh, there. I'll say this: here might be the most controversial take. Normies, if you haven't seen a Jaws film, start with three. I would say <laughs> for the age that we are. And again, guys, I think we were all very lucky to watch it. I I totally agree with you. When I sit down and I'm like, I want to watch a competent, well made movie, I'll watch Jaws one. I'll watch something in the 70s, like we're talking about. But Boy, do you think people are now? Do you think they would? I think the one that they would I still do, they think would it's super watchable. Say 3D. Wow, I was very, really? I was engrossed by it when I when I started watching it, which I can't say the same about Jaws two, where I was very unengrossed. I'll say Jaws is my Shawshank Redemption. Jaws two is like rough. people always talk about that movie where they're like, well, if it's on TV, mm. I have to watch it. Fuck that movie. Jaws is that for me, where it's like. Any any point in Jaws, you can movie. jump in and enjoy it. Right. Yeah, it, exactly. Um, yeah, like it, just watching the first one 
it like filled me with so much like love for the Jaws movies, even though the first one is the best one that I just like, just like Joe, I just watched all of them. And then I watched another unrelated, another shark movie, just because <laughs> that's how sharks. powerful the first one is. That blows my mind. Mike. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it's so watchable. To my shark boys here, is it your number one Spielberg? Is this above Jurassic Park Mike to my dinosaur boy? Are you going like, no, blah, blah, blah. Sharks are cooler than dinosaurs. I turned my back on organized religion for dinosaurs, so uh, I'm a more of a dinosaur boy than, uh, I, <laughs> than I am a shark There is kid. no god. Means, the Dilaposaur exists. Well, no, because like, I had to choose between 60 million-year-old Earth or like 4,000-year-old Earth. I had oh, to go right. with 60 million-year-old <laughs> Earth. The devil put um, those bones there, Mike. Jurassic Park is my favorite. This is probably my third favorite, E.T. and, Interesting. Then, okay. and then Jaws. See, my, I want to keep going. Um, top give me those ranks, are totally guys. different. Tell me I mean, what is it? What is it? Mine is like no. you know, Saving Private Ryan, Minority Report. Oh, it's the war movies. It's the serious Minority stuff. Report I shouldn't be on anybody's true. Spielberg list. Minority Report. That's is great. crazy so, that Minority is, Report is on you. Like when was the last time you watched it? <laughs> you guys don't like Minority Report? Are you kidding me? That movie. But Joe, Minority in Report your is heart, isn't Jaws more well made than Schindler's List? Like Schindler's List is so much more important, obviously. But doesn't Jaws just like? I mean, it's the reason we're talking yeah. about it, not doing a Normies episode on Schindler's List, and hopefully we won't. No, I think Jaws. Will. Would, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I think Jaws Gilbert makes Retro, my top maybe. five Spielbergs, but I think Saving Private Ryan is just really great. Schindler's List Riven is good. Diesel but fan. Not. Go back, listen to Fast and Furious. You're <laughs> yeah, constantly Schindler's bringing List up is a little too depressing, that. but. Uh, yeah, I was never a huge Jurassic Park fan, actually. I know that's kind of controversial on this podcast, but... Yeah, right. I mean, Jaws makes my top three, but come on, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you uh, you can't beat Indiana Jones. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, you're yeah. right. Indiana oh, Jones. Oh, for sure, dude. Munich, yeah, we gotta cover e. Indy. I, yeah, I think Joe wins. I mean, Minority you know, Minority Report. If we're talking about summer blockbusters, that might be a hint. Indiana Jones, you're, Normies, hint, hint. Ooh. You're in the minority we'll on this that. list, Jacob. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit. Best score. If we're doing John Williams, or oh. are we doing Jaws? Because we're talking the music is so distinct for this. But then, Star Wars. You're humming it is Star iconic, Wars, but yeah, Star Wars. I mean, you hear, <laughs> when you shut your eyes, Jacob, doesn't the Star Wars music start playing, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter... Um, you know, Harry Potter's a little more recent, but also some very iconic songs in, in the it's Harry banger, Potter story. Yeah. yeah. I would put this up with Indy and uh, Indy and Star Wars for me. I mean, dun dun dun. dun. Yeah. Like, like, this has been parodied the music, in everything Joe, since the birth of time. Parodied right. nonstop, and what other one of his films does it compliment the most? With Indiana Jones, kind of any music could be playing for those scenes, but with Jaws, yeah. you hang on that note. You are right. It's... I mean, that's the whole signifier of the shark appearing is that song, right? And I would say it heightens the reveal on the boat with uh, Brody because every time we have the sh- we have the music and we have the shark, right? Then all of a sudden the shark appears out of nowhere, no music. And that's like fucking genius. That's, that's true. That's really good. I think if we're looking at John Williams scores, Star Wars to me has the best score as all of the songs, but Jaws is the, the best single, like the best right. one track. Yeah, you yeah. listen to the soundtrack of Jaws in your room going like, yeah! No, but <laughs> that one song, Wars. man, yeah. it's a banger. Yeah. It's the best song. I mean, just imagine going to see this movie in theaters. You know, you sit down, you hear that iconic score for the first time. What is going through your head, you know? I mean, it's just so iconic. It's great. 
I've never spoken with an adult who hasn't said after hearing, oh, you just watched Jaws? Hell of a picture, huh? There really was that generation where it was the it's, same as like The Exorcist, where you're like, ooh, want to hear a spooky story of when I saw that? Right. <laughs> right, right. That's kind of like, it's, definitely. you know, it reminds me of Al Pacino in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's like, you know, they don't make pictures like that anymore. Oh, man. I love that. <laughs> well, they may not make pictures like Jaws anymore, but who knows if they will. I say we uh, jump ship because this one, uh, we blew the engine, pushed it too hard. We're not going to need to climb up on the mast here. Uh, let's talk about some of the spin off properties and other things that have been inspired by Jaws coming up next on Normies Like Us. You son of a bitch. Love it. We're back. We're talking sharks to the extreme. We're talking Jaws, but we're talking things inspired by Jaws, spun off by Jaws. Jaws as a whole. Jaws as a property. Was it normie? Was it niche, guys? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, how could it not be? Because look at all this stuff it inspired. A Marvel right. comic, you know, for the sequel, Jaws 2, back when Marvel did things called premiere issues, which was like movie adaptations that were just in one comic book. That you would get a series of. So number three would be Jaws 2. Number four would be, you know, whatever the other hot movie of the time was. Um, no, I mean, I, okay. I never got my hands on that. But you're not surprised. We said it's such a fucking success. How could it not be? We talked about Spielberg loving video games. Uh, you don't think he immediately said, oh, a Jaws video game. That would be pretty neat. Yeah, put it on that dumb Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, I'm sure it can't do much. And he did. And... I mean, the E.T. game turned out so well. Let's just keep going. <laughs> I'm going to have a great history of video games for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, never. Yeah. I mean, never never got my hands on this, but uh, it's inspired yeah. some other stuff. I mean, it inspired a future Jaws video game that sort of got reworked and adapted to a new video game that came out Who now Who puts a shark on a leash, by the way? Jaws. Jaws Unleashed, on right? Leashed. <laughs> he was never leashed. Yeah, he, he, I true. guess they shot some barrels he into him. He got re-leashed. I guess he they got re-leashed. They did kind of leash him. shark, Mike. Stay down with three barrels. But yeah, that idea he gets, gets turned, turned into, into a new else. video game called Manhunter, which is being uh, called the first man shark PG. Man Sh- eater. Shark PG. Man oh, man eater. Sorry. A man hunter? Like, no, it's that old video game about man the eater. stuff. <laughs> Martian. That's Watch Martian. Watch our boiled uh, Man eater. <laughs> like the Hall Shark song. PG. What do you guys think about that? An RPG so, where you're playing this stuff? I don't have experience with like a goat simulator or anything like that. I've got nothing Right. This. Well, this one's a little more in-depth than goat simulator. But um, I actually found out about this a few weeks ago. I was very interested to look more into it. Um, I watched some you know, gameplay footage online. I watched some reviews. Um, it looks interesting. It looks promising. I would say I was, I was planning to buy it and play a little bit for this podcast. Then after looking at some reviews, I decided I'm not going to spend money on it. But it does look like promising. It's just not all the way there. And, you know, not not worth maybe 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever. Maybe worth 30 bucks. Um, but, yeah, it's an open world RPG where you play as a shark. You go around chomping on humans. Um, a and it's a sandbox. Yeah, it's they, a full RPG. You can customize like your shark. you a female bull shark or I think something they say. But well, they what say happens is, so in the beginning you play as the the mother shark and you have all your powers then you're killed by the antagonist who's this you know shark hunter guy who's who's trying to you know hunt sharks 
then he, you know, he cuts the baby out of the mother and then you play as that baby. And so as you grow, you get more powers and stuff like that, but you have a vendetta against this guy. And, um, so that's the whole, you know, point of the game. So it is Jaws the Revenge. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's Jaws 3D because in Jaws 3D, they kill the first shark and then they realize there's a mother. So. It's the inverse, yeah, yes. right, where the child gets killed and the mother takes revenge. Right. Now it's banned. But it's a full open world with a lot of areas to explore, a lot of stuff to do. Um, looks pretty interesting. Um, and it does look satisfying to go chomp on the humans and, and such like that. So, I have not played one of these sandbox types in a minute. Saints Row has been blowing up the Switch and stuff. Joe, I know you've been playing that that Martian or that Mars attacky one from when we were kids. Uh, destroy all humans. Yeah. Destroy all humans. Mm, yeah. Sort of a. It's almost like. A, yeah, you could even call this destroy all humans. I'm sure that's what that shark is thinking too. So yeah, there's something there. I would say this even is like with the that, Witcher though, I got, um, three of sharks. <laughs> of shark games. <laughs> I mean, I would say even with destroy all humans, I kind of got bored. Like I'm, I'm a simple man. I like to root for the hero. Uh, playing as the shark. Like I'm not rooting for the shark in Jaws. I'm I'm not rooting for oh, Bruce. I'm rooting for Brody. So, I it's not really my type of game. So I'll I'll probably pass on it. You don't want to unlock armor for it, and it flops on land and gets special yeah. power ups. That's, That's special just attacks really for me. But the, I mean yeah. I. Well, like I said, you know, I didn't know who those actors were. I just knew that they weren't the sharks. So this might be up my alley. Uh, being able to well, and the thing munch. is, the antagonists, um, they're all, you know, they make them, you know, bad people. So you're not attacking a good guy like Brody. You're attacking a bad guy who killed your mom. So. Well, I want to attack teenagers that like yeah, fooling you do that around too. Yeah, that's just to gain XP. <laughs> and from the review, I heard there's a lot of grinding. <laughs> right. It gets kind of repetitive. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, tr- just get, trying to get XP and such. So if that's your thing, check it RPGs. out if you like open world. If you like The Witcher 3 or Assassin's Creed, the newer Assassin's Creeds, you might mm. like this game as a, as a <laughs> side distraction, I guess. Another cool thing that I saw that came out of Jaws is there was a Jaws board game produced. Have you guys cool, seen this nah. at all? It's like a tabletop game where it's four players. One person plays as Brody, one plays as Quint, one plays as Hooper. The other player plays mm. as Jaws. And he's able to move around the coast of Amity Island without telling the other players, but then they can use their binoculars or their fish trackers ah, to try to locate Jaws. And the Jaws player has to try to kill as many oh. uh, beachgoers as they can before that sounds getting like caught. That, uh, and then, uh, well, it comes that, with a bottle yeah. of rum, right? And you play until it's finished. <laughs> my, yeah, my and speaking Spanish of uh, product placement for Jaws, <laughs> Jaws 2, he walks into his house when he got fired. And he's like, oh, we're drinking the good stuff. And he just picks up a regular bottle it's of Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels. I'm like, is this yeah, the you good got that stuff? at a Walmart. I think bro, part of Brody's character yeah. is that he's just an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, the cans. Yeah, he's maybe. killing those silver bullets in the first one, man. Well, here's... Oh, no, the, yeah. the, the, he walks out to his car after he gets fired. And there's like six yeah, cans of beer sure, right man. next to his well, car. Here's another offense. thing I wanted to mention about Jaws 2. That's a good you know, Jaws We didn't game. say it earlier about Jaws 2, but... Everyone acts like Brody's an idiot and crazy for being worried about another shark. And like in Jaws 2, it's yep. like, no, do you remember like three years ago when there was a shark? Like you were all wrong that time. And like the, that's my, I think that's my main problem with Jaws 2 is like the mayor has the same exact arc where he's like, no, we can't close the beach. You can't like, hide him. You morons. The whole movie yeah. is the same arc. Listen to the one man who yeah. knows what he's talking about. But anyway. Never will. 
Yeah, that board game seemed interesting, though, because at the end, there's a second phase where you flip it over, and then you're all on the orca fighting the Jaws wow. character to, That's like, defeat him. Yeah. That sounds... Like that. As it's I was going to say, that sounds like the that Friday the 13th video game that came out recently, where one player yes. is Jason, and he's trying to hunt the humans. And there's also a Predators game that came out recently that's like that, too. Yes. Where you can either be the Predator, or you yep. can be the humans, and then the Predator is trying to fight the humans. Yeah. Interesting. There is that mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight. So if you're a tabletop model. fan, there is a Jaws yeah. game. You kind of wonder why they don't make yeah, a video yeah, that game. Model. I know we're, we've got this one, but you have to wonder: is some executive or the person who is in charge of the Jaws brand literally every day reads something and goes, "No, no, 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 no! The Jaws brand shall not be associated with this video game either," and just passes and passes. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're not doing anything with the name. I think based on me and Joe and Mike's. HBO Max watching, they're gonna say, it's gonna "Oh, happen, guys. it's back." I fucking think. So. <laughs> I think that's so it. Yeah. Do you guys? Yeah, and then a, the Meg from Joe is a bonus. Do you have shark. a favorite then? If we're jumping past the the stuff, are are you like Mike, where you're like, I gotta consume something else? What's your other spinoffy thing? Is it the Lake Placid? Well, I don't even want to deal with the same animal or anaconda. anaconda. You know, all these yeah. crazy creature features of the 2000s we got exposed to. Yeah, and that's actually interesting because off pod, you know, Jacob was texting us like, hey, I'm getting a list together of the best like man versus right. animal kind of movies that came out of this. And I was thinking of the same thing. I just didn't text you guys. But it's like, yeah, I was fascinated by that idea because I love this yeah. genre. And it's they're all just Jaws it again. Is. Like there's always someone who's saying, ah, the animal's not a big deal. And of course it is. And then it kills right. more people. But and then we it's have to that title it, you know? too, Mike, because you're saying the animal's not a big deal. Crawl, a movie by David Aja that Jacob texted out. Like I've heard some good stuff about that. I desperately want to see that when that hits HBO. But that I is really such a dumb too. fucking title for a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crawl. Watch out. They're crawling to get you. The gators are crawling <laughs> through the mud. So it tells you movie. literally nothing about the movie. No. Right. Well, gators crawl, right? <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> so do babies. Snapper. Gators are snappers. Um, <laughs> I thought it was about St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> when I was when I was doing some research for these movies, I there's this movie called Orca that came out in 1978, same year as Jaws 2, um, mm-hmm. that got a lot oh. of flack for being too similar to Jaws, and it's about a killer whale. So I was interested to see if I could find anything for that but um it's not on any streaming service so i'd heard of it but i had never seen it if i can just say a couple of my favorite man versus nature movies that are not jaws well actually first of all the best jaws movie that's not jaws is tremors it's Uh, not a real best take but that's the best take Uh, anyone has ever had on this podcast (laughs) mike just said and if you don't agree fuck you stop listening to this podcast that's incredible all jaws needed was kevin bacon and tremors has it um, but I love uh, Ghost in the Darkness. That's uh, about the Savo Maneater lions. It's um, these just lions that were killing people in Africa, oh. and they hired this hunter to try to take them out while they're building a railroad. Uh, that one's pretty awesome. And I also like The Edge, which is uh, a grizzly bear with Alec Baldwin. And yes, and Anthony oh, Hopkins. I love that that's movie. A great one. That's really good. I think. Um, yeah, that one's the, excellent. Like the first Anaconda movie is very fun. You know, Hell yeah. you have John Voight doing a weird accent. <laughs> hey, my friends, um, come, come to me, my friends. I think you got Ice Cube yeah, and J-Lo yeah. in that one. Owen Wilson, I think, is he in the first one? Um, he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a very fun movie, like 90s movie. Um, Deep Blue Sea, obviously, if you want another shark movie. Uh, classic. 
You ate my bird, LL Cool J. Well, that that's a, Give and me it's an got, amen. Um, oh shit, Pre- Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, who the hell is the? Uh, and oh yeah, Thomas, Thomas Jane. Jane. Yeah, Michael Rappaport. Yeah, it's a star-studded. I mean, cast that has an iconic. Uh, what's interesting? The iconic about that. scene of Samuel L. Jackson just giving that great speech and then just dying immediately. <laughs> Getting eaten. Exactly. No, that. Um, what's interesting about Deep Blue Sea is there's three sharks in it. And then they all die the way the sharks do in the Jaws movies in the same order. Oh. So the first shark gets exploded by LL Cool J. The second shark gets electrocuted to death. And the third shark gets exploded again, just like in oh. Jaws 3. Huh. And then the fourth one gets yeah. rammed by a boat or something and then roars. Gets revenge. The fourth one has no PTSD one. about yeah. its husband <laughs> getting attacked by a shark. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh. And then the Meg. Joe, can you give me a... Mention your yeah, other animal movies, but I want to hear about the Meg, too. Oh, I yeah, um, I got to say uh, Lake Placid out of the gate. I love Betty White. It's got the same sort of, yeah. like, it's a creature you know, but it's bigger and scarier and doing things it's not supposed to do. Uh, so that gets my 90s yeah. creature feature inspired by Jaws. Uh, the Meg, it knows what it is, and that's what makes it work, right? And yes, there's like yes. A, a, a twist halfway through, I guess, spoiler alert, the shark you think is the big bad is yes. not the big bad. There's an even bigger batter. Yeah. Um, it should have got a double There's Meg. always a bigger fish. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it Qui-Gon's double out. Double Meg. Um, it's, it's fun. I mean, it knows what it is. It's got Dwight in it, and he's, like, That's pretty right. silly. Wilson, um, evil business guy. Yeah, I I'll be honest, I, like, Deep Blue Sea more, and I think that's out of like a nostalgia I like factor. Deep Blue sea a lot. Um, but if you need another fix, yeah, go for the Meg after Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, I would agree with everything you say, Joe. I think I do like Deep Blue Sea better, but I saw the Meg in theaters when it came out, and it was a blast. And um, you know, Jason Statham, What's great a cast, um, a lot of pandering to China. Which I love to see. The the Chinese financing doesn't <laughs> bug me at all, Jacob. I, no, I, it's fine. You know, the the huge cast of it, it just, yeah, it just makes me like laugh and smile. I think Deep Blue Sea is very overrated by our generation. It's 1999. I know. <laughs> I know. It's it is it's very bad. 1999. Yeah. Like it, it is. But it's it fun. is it's bad. Fun. <laughs> I know. Well, the Meg's bad too. Yes. Yeah. Very true. And every Jaws movie except Jaws is bad. <laughs> We've established this. That's why so, Jaws is a perfect movie. I mean, at, yeah. Any Sharknado? Uh, yeah, nothing no. is it's the best version of itself I, yeah, because nothing exactly. that has come after has ever I would come agree close. With that, Mike. Wow. We but did. I will say yeah, the, I ori- said, yeah. the interesting thing about the Meg is the originality of having, well, we've done so many shark movies. How about a movie about a giant prehistoric shark that's bigger than any of the other sharks that we've seen before? Yeah, I mean that's a sci-fi. Wait, so make it bigger? Original. Isn't that just what <laughs> Jurassic Park did? Uh, it's an interesting take to be Jurassic like World. People could at least fight Bruce. You know, yeah, a, a ship. At least that's from our like, world. The Meg yeah, exactly. comes from like this underground. It's, I'm that not they even as only... big as like one of the Meg cells. It's so fucking big. I yeah, mean, yeah it's, it's a like fucking ludicrous. kaiju. Yeah, it it's is. a kaiju. You're very right. Yeah, is, I was gonna say, is this legendary? Yes. Can he join Godzilla now? <laughs> Potentially. Will really the do Meg versus King Kong versus Godzilla. Well, Godzilla has a villain called Abira that's a giant shrimp. I think the Meg could definitely help him fight that I guy. I like that. So, we'll be okay. Uh, no Sharknado uh, 
fans no. out here. I've never seen it. I know Chris Jericho was in the fourth one. I think the sequel for Sharknado was called Another One. <laughs> I've which seen is the first great. one. But I, I've I never seen it. I got so wrapped up into that culture when it was the uh, the yeah. Twitter next day bashing or the same day thing that was going on and just the how did this get made was covering right. all of them. I've seen all those movies. They're fucking terrible. The f- and I think where the difference is, like those movies were made with the intention of making something bad, whereas all the Jaws sequels were genuinely trying to be something they yeah. all but mike short. you never get tricked on a netflix where one of these knockoff companies that does like an avalanche shark or lava like asylum it, mike i i would be willing to bet out of the 50 percent knockoff movies asylum makes that the other 50 percent is shark based movies I think that's a fair a fair guess. I think I've probably seen more random shark movies than I can remember, honestly. But yeah, it it was a big genre. Oh, also Samuel Jackson snakes on a plane. Animals right. where they you know shouldn't what? be. Snakes on the plane's mine. <laughs> you know? I choose that one. Cobra Starship <laughs> doing the lead song. <laughs> that was great. That oh, was yeah. a movie that was based around. Um, them wanting to have a line where Samuel Jackson says, get these goddamn oh, snakes it, off it an ad campaign based around us as Mother audience frickin'. members learning that they weren't going to call it that movie. Plane. And him going, no, 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 I signed up for a movie called Snakes on a Plane because it's called Snakes on a Plane. You will call it that. Right. Also, um, by the way, you know, talking about these, self, these intentionally self-aware movies like Sharknado, there's one out now called Velocipastor. Which is exactly yeah, what it sounds I, like. Oh, wow. Boy, Jacob, I click by that on Netflix <laughs> all the time. Velocipastor. <laughs> Colin, messed up Colin, has not been tricked yet. <laughs> we will check in when he is. Yeah, check back. We thought Star Wars was talking about ancient religions. We're going back to the Cretaceous. <laughs> and apparently, apparently the, the screenwriter of that movie got the idea when he wrote Velociraptor, and there was a typo, and it said Velocipastor, and then he thought, you know what? <laughs> That's a movie right there. <laughs> By George, it's I've done Jerry. it. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's like when James Cameron allegedly pitched Aliens. Money he's like, so I got an idea. Give me one minute. And he just drew an S and put a dollar sign through it and put right. down the marker and Classic. said Aliens. Uh, Hollywood's a dumb place full of dumb people making dumb movies. But at least we got Jaws out of the whole thing. Every once in a while you get a genius in the driver's seat that's and that's right. what we live Ooh. for. I love that. Then let's take it to that driver's seat. Let's go to the wrap-up, guys. Let's dive down deep, talk about our final thoughts here on Jaws. We're back. Our giant mechanical shark has malfunctioned, but we are going to continue with this podcast, um, even though it does seem like it bit right through Jacob's arm. But we're, <laughs> we're going to finish up here. We're going to talk about the wrap-up. We're going to do our final thoughts here. These guys are going to defend how normie Jaws is to me. Now let's hear it first from Mike. All right, well, here's what I got to say. That last segment got a little loose, you know, got a little off the rails, but that's cool because Jaws, I think, has had... A long-lasting, let's say, ripple effect, let's use a water metaphor, on the industry as a whole. And some, you know, you, you could make an argument that Jaws is the doom of movies. 
Like oh. its influence is so deep. <laughs> Mike's and been activated. Seated, I would right? say it's the Bloodborne of movies. Oh shit! <laughs> Jacob's been activated. <laughs> but you know the influence of Jaws is such that even if people haven't seen it, the original, they have seen things that have been directly influenced and created by you know people inspired thereof, just yes. like Doom. And I think that's where I'll leave it. Like the reason we were able to ramble about lion movies and bear movies and alligator movies is because Jaws was so influential that you know shit just happened because of that right very true yeah i love that take mike thank you um i'll just say you know the the story behind jaws the behind the scenes is so interesting um i just read the wikipedia like it's there's so much information and like so much wild stuff happening on set you know uh robert shaw and and Richard Dreyfus getting into it, drunk Robert Shaw just fucking off to Canada. They didn't know where he was. <laughs> um, but just imagine, you know, a 27-year-old Steven Spielberg um, had only done one theatrical movie uh, before this, Sugarland Express. Um, he did Duel, which was a TV movie. But um, it's just crazy to think about, you know? And now it's just such an iconic movie. And this guy, you know, comes out of nowhere, g- creates one of the greatest, um, you know, crowd-pleasing blockbusters of all time and then goes on to you know have a 40-year career imagine if it failed yeah they went went four months over (laughs) right yeah but you know of course it made money so all is forgiven career yeah Mm. but it what a risk man jacob the balls on spielberg to, to that point that you just said jacob the record for youngest uh director to make a blockbuster opening weekend over i think like 200,000 domestic or whatever record that it set was intact until it was beaten by chronicle where the director was 26 oh. not 27 so think and about he went on to only do good for things. that fucking life <laughs> 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 and, he, and we love that director um but i didn't mean to cut you off that's no that's crazy I, I just think that's but so i just cool. think about you know wow. we're all we're all older than 27 now so just like you know just think about it. It's like I couldn't make a Jaws. Oh, I think about it all the time. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> it just blows my mind. Um, it, you know, I've never been like a huge Spielberg fan. Like I think he's great, but I'm not like you know he's not my favorite director. He's not even my top five favorite directors. But it just what? shows wow. that he he's we a wonder. Talk about you know? that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's lots of directors out there. It's true. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna but throw my final thoughts great. on 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 Jacob's point there, like. Spielberg is the American director to me. Like we wouldn't have the MCU, we wouldn't have any of the the blockbuster culture that we do now without right. movies like Jaws. Um, and Jaws, I think, is one of those like Star Wars created something bigger than itself. Um, and that is like summer blockbuster culture, man. Like the influence of this movie is you can go Donna. Donna, and even if someone's never seen Jaws, they know that's from Jaws. Right. Yeah, it's it's iconic. It's crazy. The influences run deeper than the ocean herself. Hi, Tai Tai. They do, they do. Um, <laughs> I love that, Joe. I'll, I'll say right here that influence is there. You're right, and it's what it's what Mike said. It is that there's Jaws exists. People say Jaws still. Kids, even if they haven't seen it. The fact that you can sit in a bathtub with a rubber shark and go da-da-da-da at five years old because you probably read it in the Sunday Funnies where Calvin and Hobbes are parroting Jaws. You don't, you don't have to know what it is. Right. It is permeating. True. But it is fascinating that it's not that it's not 
it's not it's not in our culture, guys. It is a cornerstone, but it's a blind spot right now. It's not something that's in the foreground. It's not something we're heading towards. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I think I got it while Jacob was talking and given his. You you nailed it. Is if there's so much reverence for the making of Jaws, maybe the next movie or is a mini series of the behind the scenes, and we just fucking see people playing Robert Shaw and Spielberg, and you know we just a biopic. We we hit it from that angle that it's a yeah. fucking awesome biopic Damn. about one of the coolest movies ever made, and how hard it was to make that movie. That would be an and interesting. Give it movie. to the world and change the course of film history. Like Joe I like said. that idea. <laughs> we could call it like Swimming in Oblivion. Again. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I like Bruce. Oh, yeah. Ooh. The That's living great, and oblivion yeah. parody. The the Bruce. I guys, you both hit it. I I really fucking like that. <laughs> All right, let's write that um, movie. Yeah. Let's we do should. it right now. That that will be like our our big thing that gets us famous, obviously. Swimming in oblivion, yes. Um, AKA Bruce, Normies, the story just, of Jaws. Normies reach out to us. I wanna know if you have watched Jaws, because I think there's an age demographic out there that is slowly getting away from it, and I would just be very curious what you people think is the niche, is the normie of Jaws. I think uh, the normie of Jaws is if you went to a Target right now, I bet there's a Jaws t-shirt in the men's section. Oh, fuck me. Joe, there true. are 18-year-old <laughs> girls going, Mom, I'm buying this. Oh, I loved Jaws. I'll buy you that. Absolutely. Did you ever watch that? Hey, maybe when we get home, we'll turn it on and see if it's on one of those Netflixy things. Mom, I just looked it up on my phone. All of them are on HBO Max. Boom. And fucking Jaws <laughs> is back. I do think, um, yes, to go off of that, Colin, you're right, because it ha- it's iconic. It has a cultural permanence, but it, not in the sense that you know people are still watching Jaws as often as, you know, Let's like, compare it to another movie that came out around the same time, Star Wars. Every little kid is watching Star Wars growing up. They may not be watching Jaws. So I, I see where you're coming from there. There should it's be something about children getting murdered kids. that might. <laughs> yeah, but there should be Legos that are Jaws branded that come with the shark, and they're you know they're all for the bathtub toys. There is a generation. I think Jacob's right. I think we're all going to keep showing our kids Star Wars at certain family gatherings and at touchstone moments of their lives. But the generation that has the cookouts that says, well, we watch Jaws every summer. We, we watch Jaws every summer. That might die with us or with our dads or with our kid and not continue on where I know that Star Wars bleep blop Brooks, you know, my 25th descendant is going to be like, well, the Django Fett movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's, it's not going to happen with other stuff. Right. So I don't know. Right. It's not contemporary. That's for sure. But like Jaws himself, the ability of him to lurk just out of sight and come back at any moment because the raw power of this thing is such that, yeah, with the right recipe, anything could happen and Jaws could become contemporary once again. And I will be showing my kids this at barbecues. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah, Mike. There there are there are OGs that we do on the podcast. This this counts as one of them. I mean, it is there is, it is a yeah. reason it stands the test of time, but you just you gotta wonder if that hourglass is running out, baby. And this will be one to watch. I'm curious about it. But I would also say one last thing. Um we're talking about the sequels and everything, and they're fun, you know, because of how bad they are. I would say my hot take: Jaws one, it didn't need any sequels. It never needed any sequels. No, it's a great standalone film. So just watch that if you want. 
skip Jaws 2, maybe watch the others just to make fun of how bad they are. In that parody universe, Jacob, I think it's as popular as it is right now still. I mean, nobody, that little girl that Joe hypothesized at a Target with the shirt, she doesn't know that Jaws 3D exists. She knows what Jaws is. Right, right. Probably one of the greatest posters of all time, too. Yes. So, yeah, we'll see what the future holds for the man-eater himself, Jaws, Jaws Revenge, all the way up to Jaws 19, which Spielberg parodied when he did, well, produce Back to the Future, you know, so... We'll see if we get to 19. It came out in 2015. I guess we all missed it, but yeah. It was the Meg. Oh, there you go. the Meg. That's right. (laughs) That that wraps up this podcast. Go home, watch the Meg, turn it off here. Um, As always, hit us up at normies underscore like underscore us on all our social medias. You have a special job this week where you're going to say, what? No, I love Jaws. I got to comment on this. But you're also going to want to check it out because we're dropping cool shit on our socials all the time. We're plugging our 100th episode, which we just had. That was a huge milestone for us here at Normies Like Us. We love it. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Yep. And again, you know, 100 episodes. This is 101. And this has been seeing the masterclass in Blockbusters. Blockbusters 101, Steven Spielberg's Jaws. Hope you enjoyed it. I know I sure did. Thank you you very much, Normies, for listening. We're going to have a fun summer. And this has been your host. I'm going to be Bruce Brooksy. Mike Brody, still alive. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to be Joe and remind you that when someone says to close the beaches or wear a mask and wash your hands, you should listen because they know what they're talking about, okay? Yes. That's right. No, I say listen to the mayor. You need those summer dollars. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We cut out a a mafia subplot in this podcast episode. So it makes sense that Jacob's swimming with the fishes. (laughs) But yes, this is Jaws Cub signing off. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Norbies. Stay out of the water. water. (laughs) For at least 30 minutes after we just become best friends. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. (laughs) Also good. You know, a pod is also a a group of orca whales, so, you know, if we needed a bigger pod, we could use them to combat Jaws. Yeah, (laughs) They're just bluefish. It's a school of bluefish. I yeah, should not have fired Stop. that. Stop. I'll shoot that kid. I don't give a fuck. <laughs>